back to the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. Plenty of sports to talk as we make our way through the day. Uh, biggest news uh, of the day, I suppose, in Husker football talk is that Logan Smothers once hoped to become a, a become a Husker once again, I my guess, boy. by many uh, who went to enter the portal. Uh, announced that he's committed to Jacksonville State to go play with Rich Rodriguez. Uh, interesting because Jacksonville State also moving to Conference USA this year. They go from Ooh. FCS to FBS. Uh, went 9-2 and two last year, so uh, usually a difficult transition to get the, those type of players in and make the change there. Um, but, uh, Rico, what are your kind of thoughts on Logan Smothers? I know you were one, of the, my one of the hopefuls. My boy, return. my son. Um, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him to um, – I, I don't know anything about Jacksonville State, so I'll have to look up some more about them, but I'm excited for him to – get a fair shake, get a better chance at becoming a starting quarterback somewhere. And, and, you know, you look at Jacksonville state and you think, you think of, you think it's a smaller school or what, what am I trying to say here? You think it's not even in like a group of five conference. That's, that's that good. But they're, as you said, they're moving to the conference. They're moving to conference USA. So he'll be able to face some pretty decent talent uh, over there. So it's really exciting to see, or to, to hear that Logan Smothers is, is headed to a place where he'll, he'll get a chance to be a starting quarterback. And maybe maybe if we get lucky, we'll be able to catch some Jacksonville State games on TV. And yeah. by we, I mean me. Yeah, yeah. you got to probably get us some of those extra college football channels to do that. But Yeah, I'm uh, not going to download any. I'm not no, going to pay for anything, yeah, yeah, but I hope, I, can, <laughs> I hope that I can watch him play. Well, good luck. I'm not sure if that, I don't know how much CUSA football is uh, on, on normal TV, but uh, we'll see there. Uh, interesting, too, because uh, – Richard Rodriguez. Rich Rodriguez, of course, uh, one of the innovators of the read option offense. So that should work ah. out in Logan Smothers' favor a little bit there. When he was at Michigan, did he have Denard Robinson? Yeah, I believe so. There we go. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Am uh, I comparing them? No, but no. kind of. <laughs> I'm looking Obviously, at their team now. Not a great, uh, not a great run for Rich Rod at Michigan, but uh, certainly had a great run with West Virginia. And had a, I think he, I have to go back and try to remember uh, if he had a good year, not in Michigan. I think they did. Yeah, he had a he had a good year. Yeah, I think it, it okay. kind of went that way. So, quarterback situation at Jacksonville State. No, I don't want to. I don't want to look at the punter's bio. Um, <laughs> they have four or five quarterbacks, um, three redshirt freshmen, a true freshman, and a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. There's a chance for him to start. There we go, baby. Yeah, Here yeah, they, we their, go. Their starter last year was a senior, so he moved yeah. on. Yeah. I don't know who to – so they have uh, the redshirt sophomores from Hawaii, freshman from Bessemer, Alabama, redshirt freshman from Boaz, Alabama, redshirt freshman from Springfield, Ohio, and a redshirt freshman from Springville, Alabama. Yeah. And by the way, Jacksonville, even though you think of that as uh, – as a Florida, you know, the Florida Jacksonville. This nope. is Alabama's Jacksonville, yes. so that's why there's a lot of Alabama and why it's a homecoming for Logan Smothers. Um, and, you know, who knows what it means for, for Logan and for Jacksonville State, but what does it mean for the Huskers? Do you think that they go into the portal? Is it too late for that? Are they good with the quarterbacks they have? Um, I think they're probably going to stick with what they have because if they go into the – I don't know. What do you <laughs> – What's left in the portal? Mm -hmm. What are you looking for in the portal? Are you truly going to get somebody 
at this point in the game that you feel will be able to give you more than um, Heinrich Harburg and Chubba Purdy who have been in the system, learning the system ever since you took over. You go and get somebody now, they're going to have to and I'm not saying it's impossible. It's totally possible, but they're going to have to learn, you know, all of the plays, learn all the players' names, get into good standing with the players because in your quarterback position, you're going to have to trust a lot of those guys. They're going to have to trust you. So, um, obviously, we know, well, not obviously, we know more than likely who the starter is going to be. Now it's just up to up to the staff who who the backup is, who the third string is, and and so on and so forth. And I I don't know if you go into the portal and get a quarterback or if you go into the portal and get another position of need wherever that may be offensive line defensive line wherever you feel like you need some more bodies um because and the other issue is i think they're still over on scholarships because we haven't and i don't know when we will or if we will get the information on who took the um quote-unquote retirement plan and stay on scholarship get all the benefits of being on scholarship not count against the team and just go to school no longer playing football so um, we don't know, again, don't know if we will be told who takes that, but as of right now, I believe there's still a couple over on scholarships. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I am interested to see how the scholarship thing plays out. And the only reason I think that they might be interested in a quarterback is because they had an open invitation basically for Logan or Casey to return. And so, you know, with that, you would think that would be a part of their 85 scholarship um, counting that they're doing. And so, you know, maybe they were kind of waiting and, and seeing if there would be a possibility of a return. And if not, maybe they'd go in. Of course, you got the Daniel Kalen commit last year or last week. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be arriving. You know, he's got a senior year of high school here and three quarterbacks. I know they've, you know, you've got some, you know, walk-ons in, in the fold that can help out. Um, so it's not like the NFL where, you know, it's like, all right, well, where's Christian McCaffrey? We got <laughs> to throw somebody out there. Um, but you are, uh, one play, as we saw with Jason Tibbs' rolled ankle yeah. last night, you're one play away from um, not really having a whole lot of depth at, at the quarterback position. So um, I'm interested to see, but like you, I don't think there's probably a whole lot in the portal, um, A, that's going to be able to really compete, give Purdy or, or Harburg uh, much competition. Obviously, you're not looking for a starter. Jeff mm-hmm. Sims is your starter. Um, but then on the opposite side of that, maybe you could find a young guy that you you're intrigued by. But at, at that point, is it maybe just worth, you know, instead of rushing into that judgment, maybe it's worth just, you know, kind of going about it the traditional way and, and getting a quarterback if you want five um, for in this class. And mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't think that there'd be I don't know um, if there's been any promises to Daniel Kalen that he'd be the only quarterback in this class. Sometimes you get those. So a lot of a lot of interesting things to kind of juggle here. I guess I wouldn't be shocked if Nebraska looks. Um, but I, wouldn't I, be I, I, I don't necessarily think that that's probably what's going on. I would be taken by surprise if they did get a transfer portal quarterback. I wouldn't be shocked if we hear or see people on visits or hear people are interested in coming to Nebraska. But it would, you know, I, I'd have to take a step back if they did go back into the portal and, and grab a quarterback because you're not going to grab somebody who has one year left to be a backup. You're going to grab somebody who has a couple of years. And then, you know, that what is that saying to Chubba Purdy, to Heinrich Harburg? Um, I, I'm not too worried about Daniel Kalen because I, I don't see him starting year one as a true freshman. I think he still has a little bit of work to do, and he's going to have to, you know, get acclimated to, to being a collegiate quarterback and all of that. So really for me, it's just what message does that send to the two quarterbacks that are on scholarship? It is just those two, right? Yeah. Those are the two quarterbacks that are on scholarship that will be here next year if you go into the portal and grab somebody who has two, three years left 
um, to play football. And also, I mean, Jeff Sims has two years technically, so he, he could be back next year. So are you bringing somebody in that has three years and, and would probably be that, that other you know gap year quarterback for you? Or are you bringing somebody in saying, look, this year you're going to be a backup. Next year, if he returns, you'll have all of the chances to, to take that job from him. Like I, I, it, it would be really interesting and, and surprising if they went into the portal and decided to grab somebody just to be a backup um, who has more than a single year left. And I don't see somebody with a single year going, yeah, I'll go to Nebraska and be a backup quarterback. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it kind of plays out. Uh, switching now to Nebraska basketball, Kese Tamanaga working out with the Pacers today. We'll see if he gets any other uh, opportunities to work out with NBA teams. He has until Thursday to make a decision on returning to Nebraska or going to the NBA draft. He's not the only player working out with the Pacers today, so a lot of that is obviously going to be the feedback that he gets in the next couple days. So you're thinking, well, I think he's going to do this. I think he's going to do that. I don't think today he knows what he's going to do. He's going to eat right now. This is the very purpose of this mm-hmm. is to see kind of where he stands now. If you look at NBA, you know, NBA draft combine, he wasn't invited. You look at NBA draft mock drafts, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily on the radar can change that with his, with his ability and what he does here in the next couple of days, specifically today with the Pacers. Um, But more than likely, I think you'll see KSA Tamanaga back. I think that that's the expectation. Um, If he does not return, uh, does that significantly lower your interest or, or I guess hope, not interest, hope in Nebraska basketball this upcoming year. Remember, they've done a good job of kind of putting a team together that not everybody's going to get minutes uh, as far as the names mm-hmm. that you know. Aaron Ulis, of course, brought in over from Iowa. Uh, Bryce Williams, Rank Moss, and, and Josiah Alec all added um, added depth that you expect to contribute. Of course, Blaze Keenan, Juan Gary, Demarcus Lawrence, C.J. Welcher all return. Uh, then you have Sam Hoiberg from the walk-on category, Ramel Lloyd, who redshirted, and Eli Rice. It's a lot of names. Um, not and, everybody's uh, going to play. Not everyone's going to play. Tominaga certainly would if he returns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just kind of, to me, it does hurt your ceiling a little bit because I think Tominaga's earned that. I think he, mm-hmm. he is um, going to go into next year. He played at an all-Big Ten level the second half of the season. I think he would be... You know, first, second team, whatever it may be, all Big Ten going into the year if you get mm-hmm. him back. Of course that makes a big difference. You can be preseason second team. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, it would – him not coming back, him going to the NBA draft would be very shocking. Um, but if he doesn't return, in terms of my interest level for Nebraska basketball, I'm still very interested because of all the pieces that they did bring in. But as you said, the ceiling – I think it does fall a bit with the loss of Tominaga just because of what he was able to give you towards the end of last season with his uh, his pension for explosive scoring runs, um, his his excitement on the court, and even if he is one, even if he's undersized and maybe a defensive liability, um, the way that he works so hard to stay in position and and his quick hands swiping at the ball and all that, even though he you know he's not a lockdown defender, I think he does enough uh, to warrant you know the offense that he does give you on the court. So it would it would hurt. Um, I I don't know how many wins he's he's worth at this at this point, just because I don't know what the rest of the team looks like. 
Well, let me let me put it this way. I think I think there's a lot of good pieces here that are going to fit together. I just don't know, like, who's your score if Tominaga leaves? I think Demarcus Lawrence, we all expect to take that step. Mm-hmm. I think he would be the obvious answer um, because as far as long-term you know, prospects. I mean, he's about as good as a freshman as, as Nebraska's had um, in, in quite some time, you know, projecting mm-hmm. forward. I mean, is Tominaga your number your number one scoring option? And I, is that and is yeah. that feasible for the entire season? I think so. I mean, I, I think I mean, you're 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 having teams, you know, defend him differently. Um, but whether it's scoring or changing the way teams guard you because of spacing, mm-hmm. you know, that, that it, it, like he'll it, be able to draw he'll draw a defender out from the paint for for, you know, whoever's in there if he isn't scoring just because of his ability to shoot the ball, his ability to make the ball. But I don't know how feasible it is to have him as your number one option all season because at some point especially once you get into Big 10 play teams are going to be extra physical with him you know to the point of you know um, up into a point you know as to not draw fouls but they're going to be extra physical with him and is he going to be able to take that pounding for an entire conference schedule for an entire season because uh, towards the end of the season when he did have those scoring explosions there was a game or two in between some of those games where it did fall off a little bit granted it, it it went back to probably where he was scoring towards the beginning of the season. He wasn't getting up into the twenties as much, but that can he continue that level of scoring for an entire Big Ten schedule with the physicality that we know the Big Ten plays with, especially at that guard position? Well, he did a great job of adjusting. Not just you know you kind of think of him in that three point game um, of using that um, like teams overplaying and over uh, you know defending the three point line to you know cuts to the basket and you know I th- I think the next level uh, that we've talked about before is being a playmaker with ball in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he he does pretty well with the pick and roll. He's kind of lost one of his pick and roll buddies there in Derek Walker. <laughs> Um, but you know that that's kind of that next step if he wants to take his game to the next level, um, whether that be all Big Ten type of type of recognition or you know to the NBA. So uh, I think that that's uh, you know there's still some things to work on with him there. But I I mean the guy was consistently averaging twenty. I get what you're saying. I mean it's going to be when you're when you're a shooter. There's going to be games where you're just not on. You got to find other ways to impact the game. You know it might be a game or two where he scores six or eight points. Um, but for the most part. Uh, you know, I, I think he's that guy, and he's expected to be that guy if he returns. And Nebraska, for whatever you know, wh- for all the other drawbacks, I suppose of this of, of the Hoiberg era, um, it's just kind of keeping that guy in place. Then they were able to do that with Derek Walker. Look how much that supported them uh, or and helped them out, keeping your best player from year to year. Um, obviously, for for different reasons and, and and for good reasons. I mean, these guys went to the NBA and did well, but I mean, you just kind of think if you were able to pair. Um, some of the players that were, you know, on on from one team to the next, some of the better players. Yeah, you could have had some good pairings, and and they just haven't been able to do that. Um, just what do you think of one, you know one year? Bant, you know, yeah, get get Banton to stay one more year with with the McGowan's, and uh, you know that'd be kind of tough. To, you know, you could have kept Isaiah Roby for one more year. That would have been a bit. That would have been a big team. That yeah. would have been a really tall team. Yeah, would have been would have been fun and to see kind of how that worked out. Um, I don't know how it would have worked out. Banton, by the time he was leaving Nebraska, was all, coming off the bench, mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that he's an NBA player now. Of course, it took uh, you know that that team for Bryce a long ways until the very end of the season to really get anything going. But um, I, I, you know, I, I think that you know keeping Tominaga around is absolutely huge for this for this it's team. Imperative. The, the ceiling yeah. of this team. I, I, I think you could make 
I don't, I, you know, you you hesitate to say NCAA tournament runs, but I mean, that's what everybody wants to see is, is you make the NCAA tournament. Maybe the fair standard is to make the NIT mm-hmm. first, you but could be a really good team. They, you could be a really good, I, th- I think that changes your expectation from, you know, uh, top half of mm-hmm. the big 10 fighting for an NCAA tournament bid to, okay, patch this thing together and, and they've mm-hmm. got a good team, but it's, it's just kind of missing that I, score. I don't want it to seem like I don't think Tominaga is important or that he won't make a difference. I, he's very important and he will make a huge difference on this team. Um, and, and if he does come back, that, that could be the difference between Nebraska making and missing an NIT. Again, I'm not going to go NCAA tournament quite yet because they, they haven't really um, proven that they can, they can get there yet as with the roster as it was constructed last year. So, um, with all these new pieces coming in now, I, I think some type of continuity and having some people who were there last year at the end and somebody who, who played such a massive part in Nebraska being as good as they were towards the end of the season coming back um, would go a long way in keeping this team together and taking them hopefully to that next level where you know we're talking making the NIT tournament. Uh, one, two, five, six says off the text line, no chance he goes to the NBA. He's not an NBA caliber player. There are guys who are six, nine, who shoot has good has him in the NBA. Um, he is up against it. There is, you know, that is, that is probably a, a fair statement, but I mean, he's put himself in a position to challenge that there are guys, again, look at the heat four undrafted players in their rotation. There are guys that aren't supposed to make the league that do. And if you're in that position that where you, the, the NBA is even sniffing you, mm-hmm. uh, then you got to take the chance. Cause of course that's everybody's dream. Uh, Thunder not Collins says every time he has the ball in the hands, he has to be respected. I would argue that he needs another year in the big 10 to get solid opportunity in the NBA and is looked at as more than just a three point shooter. Uh, again, I, I think a little bit more work in, in ball mm-hmm. in hand would, would help out uh, for him in his NBA dreams. So I think that's what ultimately happens, but we'll see. We're kind of sweating it out with uh, the Pacers workout today. All right, let's take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cool. When are we going to come back? Nick Sanert will jump in. We'll do the crossover before old or not old school. Old school's in a while. You have to wait a little <laughs> bit for that. Before happy hour here on 93.7 The Ticket.